guys, I'm Ash. And I'm Pete. We're two friends with a combo of seven kids ranging from toddlers to 20s and two crazy husbands. Our paths were not easy. With childhood battle wounds, divorce, second marriages and all, we somehow found each other. And together we talk real life, laugh, cry, and figure out how to survive the day. Music is by Dustful Champion. To hear Dustful Champion's newest hits, search Dustful Champion on Spotify. Hey guys, it's Ash and P. Hey. We <laughs> are here for another week. Yes. Another Welcome. episode. Welcome back, Ash, your little family vacay. Yes, thank you so much. It was so much fun. Enjoyed it. You guys it came back. You weren't even sunburned. Are you? Not really. Oh, That's okay. Not very bad. Oh, you should see Kyla. Okay, <laughs> this lady and Kyla was like, that lady was so cute. But I'm like, way to make me feel like the worst mom ever. Because this lady, we're getting like we were eating lunch, a really late lunch. And we were deciding, like, do we want to go back into the park or, you know, are we just going to head home? And um, this lady, like, she goes to sit down by us and she kind of stands up and she's like, "Um, do you have any sunscreen to Kyla? And I'm like, oh, and she's like, no. And she goes, "Uh, you guys don't have any? And she was like, no. I go, no, I forgot it. And she goes, well, I have some if you want some. Sorry, it's just the mom and me. And I'm like, okay. I You're know. all thanks, mom. Yeah. I'm not a mom. I know. I'm like, <laughs> well, I just let all of us get burned. Aww. So my bad. But Kyla was by far the worst. Really? Yes. Yeah. Mm. She got, I don't know what it was, but she got it, re- which is crazy because. I mean, she tanned so much as a kid when she, you know, they went to the beach a lot and stuff. She is pretty fair skinned and, Mm -hmm. you know, that sun can be brutal when you're out at amusement parks or whatever. I mean, just being outside, like that sun can be brutal to you. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it just feels even hotter than what it really is. Oh, I mean, yeah, I felt that I know today at work, I was feeling it. Are you guys wearing like big hats or anything like that? You know? No, there was a guy wearing a hat that looked kind of like yours, but his was like a blue and yellow. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, geez, looks, that looks like peace hat. But no, we didn't. We did end up on day two. We did end up buying hats, but they're just regular baseball caps. So they yeah. just shaded our face. But I like kept trying to get the kids to stand in the shade. Your voice sounds a little hoarse <clears throat> too. I know. I don't know why. I mean, I was screaming on roller coasters, but you're trying to you're trying to have a different voice for our podcast mm-hmm. here. Just you know, trying to trying, get more listeners. Yeah, trying it out, <laughs> seeing you know what people think about it. <laughs> um, well, that's good. I'm glad you guys have fun. Yeah, you were one one daughter short of the whole family. I know, there. I know. She's sick with COVID, so. She wouldn't have been able to make it even if she did live in. Well, I mean, I guess if she lived in this state, maybe she wouldn't have it. I don't know. She probably would have had it back when I had it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah. But she's doing okay. She is. Yeah. She's from like 
Tuesday to Wednesday. She sounded so much better. Good. Yeah. She actually starts school today. She starts back. So, yeah. Good stuff. Off campus. So, you know, she doesn't have to worry about that. And what about you guys this weekend? Um... What did we do this weekend? We, um, honestly, I feel like I cleaned all weekend. You did do a lot around the house. Yeah. You organized closets. I did. And you know, it's, you know, those annoying ass cleaning jobs that you do that it's like, it looks like you probably did nothing, but you spent all day doing something. Uh, I had, that was my Saturday. Like, I cleaned the um, hallway linen, um, the hallway linen uh, closet. closet, and organized it, and um, got rid of some stuff. Like when we first bought the house, my mom was so sweet, and she like dropped off this care package, Aww. and it was like it had we had just put the pool in. And it had like these pool, like plastic red solo cups, but they were like the hard plastic. So they were reusable. Um, And then like these little beach towels. Well, the beach towels were like, they must've cost like $2 or something at Walmart. Like they were, they were, I mean, it made a very cute little basket. Mm -hmm. It's just that they were super paper thin. Yeah. I could put my fingernail through it. Right. So as we have now, we're even now in like year six. Of yes. The pool, our towels are, you know, up to our eyeballs. Right. And I'm like, maybe these towels that we never, ever use anymore. Right. Probably their use. Yeah. Yeah. Put away. So that's cute. Um, got rid of stuff like that. And you know, it's like you get new bed sheets and then you end up with all these like random like sheets yes. and like pillowcases. Yes. And, just random shit. And I try to go through it every once in a while, but I still right. feel like I, I hold on because you're like, well, if we have guests right. or if, you know, the kids are doing something or if we're changing sheets and mm-hmm. we're running low, you never know. Like, Yeah, I know. We, so we do not have a queen size bed in our house anymore. However, I do still have the linen for them <laughs> and you know, Jason is like, get rid of this, get rid of that. Right. And we've gotten rid of a lot of stuff, but when Kyla had her competition, we, um, because she had, you know, has to do all the tanning stuff, the rubber. And so it gets everywhere, you know? Um, and so for the hotels, you have to bring your own sheets. Um, I mean, they still obviously sheet it, but you're going to pay if you really, right. So, We, uh, she was like, do you guys have an extra sheet? And so we brought sheets for her and then I'm like, well, we just threw that one away there because it's like, we don't need to take it home, you know? But then I'm like, well, I also don't want to get rid of the other ones because what if she needs that? You know, like if we (laughs) are in a room where there's a queen. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I don't want to get rid of the other ones, but Jason's on vacation this week and he's like, I'm throwing everything away i know i know well i mean i want you to but i also don't want you to well i was just like get rid of it get rid of it get rid of it and i'm like and then i went into the laundry room and i did like well i did i feel like if i don't do laundry through the week 
and yeah. doing like 17 loads of laundry. Yeah. And so I was doing laundry and then I was organizing like for the most part, it's pretty organized the way it is. But I feel like the kids, because we have one of those like folding stations, mm-hmm. it's like, it covers the entire wall, right? Yeah. Like, all the way across. And I feel like between the kids and Tony and sometimes me, like everyone just leaves stuff on there. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Everything has a place. This is not where it is. See, that's so, the problem I have. I don't know where the places are that my things go. But it's like when you said, do you ever feel like you've done so much, but it looks like you've done nothing? That's what I feel like anytime I do anything because I can get rid of stuff, but it, and it takes me a long time to do everything. You know, I'm like, goodness I don't I don't know what's wrong with me I feel like a lot of things but it takes me it is like an all day yes occasion yeah if I'm going to say I'm going to clean the boys clothes out yeah I will spend an entire day in one of the boys rooms I don't know why it takes so long I'm not sure I can't stay focused I do you want to know what's so weird to me is I feel like I reorganize my pantry all the time I feel like I'm always in my pantry cleaning something. <laughs> and I don't know what, I don't know if that it looks any different. I, I don't notice like, it looking different. No. When you redid it, I noticed then. But if you've done changes since, I have not noticed. I think it's because it just, I, I, I cannot stand places that become a catch-all. Yeah. And like, I love my dear husband so much, but if we... <laughs> go to Costco and get a Costco order or something. I mean, he just, it's like, he just throws it. And I'm always like, you finish unloading the car. I'll put everything away. Yeah. And usually that works out best because then I can clean the fridge out while I'm doing whatever. But when he starts putting things away, it's anywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, Oh, I threw it on the ground and I just put it in the shelf and it's like, did you notice how you just threw a box of Cheerios on, on that shelf, except that all of our Cheerios are in containers? Mm-hmm. So that may not go. You yeah. Know, it's like, <laughs> I want to know what Jason does, which right now our pantry is an absolute disaster. And it's because I need to take care of the bottom part. Um, but he puts things on top of our refrigerator. Oh. And I hate it. Yeah. So much. And I could not get him to stop doing it. So I got like a basket type thingy that would sit up there. And so it would hold because he wants to put like the chips and stuff like that. Oh, up there. yeah. Okay. Oh. And so I'm like, okay. Hey, do you think I can reach that? <laughs> I don't know. I cannot confirm <laughs> that. Um, so I got it and he would still put things outside of it. It was like it wasn't big enough because it didn't cover the entire refrigerator. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. It's of not. And, you know, I'm not. I mean, I'm not very like I'm not a big stickler on. I don't want stuff here. I don't want, you know, like my counters are horrendous. Like Lindsay and I are always like, oh, my gosh, Priscilla's like I've got to clean. And we're like, if you could only see our house. I mean, you've seen my house and it's. A little scary, but I don't, I don't, here's the thing. 
I don't ever really, unless it's like something really bad, I don't really ever notice anyone's house being messy. It's just your own. It's that, just my yeah. own. It's because really it bothers you. Absolutely. Yeah. I could see that. It like, it, it like gives me anxiety. So, and I feel like I'm not one to like throw those kinds of things. Like I really try not to say like, Oh my God, I have anxiety, but like mm -hmm. things like that, like really start to stress me out. And yeah. I can tell it, it has to be anxiety because I start getting like, Oh my, like my chest, I feel mm -hmm. it in my, my chest. And then I start getting really not nice. Yeah. <laughs> But I am the same way, except I'm someone who, because it's stressing me out that the stuff isn't done, I'll let it get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until I'm like ready to jump out of my skin and then I'll fix it. And then I'll just let it get bad again. And I don't know why. I don't know why it overwhelms me yeah. so much, but probably because I'm like a hoarder, so I can't get rid of stuff. So things get overwhelming. I, it's a fine line, you know, having memories and hoarding or feeling like, like I feel that I'm a decently crafty person. Mm -hmm. I feel that as are you, you know, you yeah. have a crafty side and it's like, you don't want to get rid of something. No, you're what like, if I, oh, I'm what if I'm going to use that? that? Because there have been random times where I have had to use Yes. That. But I also don't want to be a hoarder that just keeps like a, a two by two piece of felt. Right. I may need that one color one I know. day in 12 years. You know, it's I like, know it, there's a fine line and I don't know where yes. it is sometimes. Well, I most certainly don't know where it is. I think for me, it's like, if I can find a container for it and I can label it and then I can find okay. a home for it, then it's okay because it has a home, you know? See, and I think eventually I will get a container with <laughs> labels and it will have a home. But in the meantime, it's going to sit right there and stress me out. <laughs> yeah. I'm really bad with catch-alls. Like everything is a catch-all. Um. That's funny. So, so, so I think, um, we kind of last week talked about, well, I feel like we could talk about our kids forever. Yes, absolutely. And truthfully, our kids are so much of us and they're not all of us, but they are so much of us. Right. So much of us that it's, it consumes our, <laughs> our, our entire our lives and our yeah. entire life. Um, <laughs> But even within ourselves, um, we've, we've discussed, um, together like full, full health and mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health. Yes. And it is so hard to balance all of those things. And for the most part, they're not balanced at all. <laughs> um, and you're just trying to hope one One's floating up more than the other and it can So balance. it doesn't fall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, um, but I think this week we really kind of wanted to touch on mental health because um, you are very open about like you have had issues, like you've gone through things, you still go through things 
And if it hadn't been for getting therapy, for taking medication, for things to help you balance yourself out, you wouldn't be in the state that you are today. For sure. And I still think there is a lot that (laughs) changed to make me better, but but I'm not as bad as I could be and have been. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, I think that with COVID, we probably all, I think majority of the community took to mental health a lot more than they ever did in the past. Yeah. Because I think it's been a little, um, I don't want to say looked down upon, but maybe. Yeah. Maybe that is it. Yeah. There, there's, I feel like there's always been a stigma to it. And, um, I, I mean, at work, there's even things that like they would put out about mental health. And we have a lot of different programs and things like that, that do help you with that. Um, and I remember even, you know, they brought around those little bands, you know, the, like, remember when, um, I don't want to say his name because I feel like I'm going to call him something else. But the cyclist. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's mm-hmm. his name? Armstrong. Yeah. What's his first name? I think I know it, but I'm scared. Lance Armstrong. It is. Okay. Phew. I was scared. Of, Neil Armstrong. I was scared. I was going to say Neil. Okay. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> Well, this, you know, you never know with me. Yeah. So remember the um, yellow bracelets? Yeah. That, okay. Uh-huh. So, yeah, they brought ones, um, like they brought them around and gave everyone uh, ones that said, stamp out the stigma. And it was, I, I'm i guessing maybe Mental Health Awareness Month or something okay. like that. But they put on like a big campaign for it, um, which for me personally, I've never... When I was much younger, you know, when I was very young and I was molested, I was very insecure and uncomfortable and felt very judged and was very worried about people might know and things like that. Um, As an adult, I feel like I'm very open and okay. Like, I don't feel, I mean, of course, I would much rather not have anxiety, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like. Oh, it's something that I need to keep private. But maybe it's because I'm not super private about a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, but I do know, I mean, there is kind of like that stigma to it. Um, I guess I just don't have it. And I don't know if it's, maybe it's just me. Maybe it's, I don't know. But I, I do think that there's a much like larger awareness. I, I do too. And I think that pre COVID, um, I think it was hard and, and, and granted, I think COVID just took things to a completely different level, right? Because it hit, it mentally hit so many people health wise. Yeah. Like that maybe never, never had, had yeah. any issues. Absolutely. In the past, Absolutely. You know? Um, but I think that there's been like I will I will take 
I'll, I'll take my situation, for example. I think I grew up and everyone who's heard our stories knows like it was kind of kind of cut and dry. Right. Like you get over it. Yeah. You toughen it out. Right. It is what it is. This is life too bad. What mm-hmm. are you going to do? Sit there and cry about it? Right. Nothing's going to change if you cry about it. Right. So it's like you just, okay, and we just bury and we bury right. and we bury. And although that's not necessarily healthy, um, I think that things like saying, um, you know, I have a, I have this or I have this or any type of um, mental health type of issue would be looked at as a weakness. Right. And you're fine. Right. You're fine. Yeah. Whatever. You just need to get over it. Yeah. And so I think that when you grow up that way, you, you just keep pushing and you keep pushing and you, whether it's yourself and other people, and you don't even realize that you've now grown up with kind of a callous heart towards Maybe someone who is dealing with something like that because you have, because you can't, because you don't comprehend it because yeah. you didn't grow up with any sympathy of any <laughs> sort to feel like, to feel not that they want your sympathy, but that it's like, oh, I mean, I guess people really could be in a different place right. mentally than yeah. I would be. And everybody does deal with things differently. And not everyone's going to say, you know what? They screwed me over or I was knocked down and I had nothing. So I'm going to fight forward. Not everyone's going right. to say that. Right. You know? Yeah. Everyone has to process. Right. And has to deal with things. Well, and so I think there's kind of a lot around it altogether. I think back, say our grandparents, um, and you know, specifically thinking, and I know things, it's completely different. My anxiety is completely different than PTSD or something. But when my grandpa, you know, was in the war, um, they didn't talk about it. PTSD wasn't a thing. You went to war, whatever happened, happened. You came home, you went on about your life, you know, whether you, I I mean, my grandpa doesn't talk about much of his time serving. Um, It's just not something that um, I don't think he likes to remember those types of things. He doesn't like talking about, um, and I think I've mentioned it before, he, um, he had a he was a gold star recipient. No silver star. I'm going to sound like a really horrible person right now. Silver star. Okay. Not a hundred percent sure. Not even like 50% sure to be quite honest, which star it was, but, um, he, we didn't know up until probably like eight years ago that he had it. Um, and, and I think that is a very, I mean, they, there's a lot of, I, I don't know. Yeah. My, yeah my, and they just don't talk about it. Right. And when I had asked him, you know, why didn't you tell, like, why didn't you tell you don't talk about it? And he said, I just did what anyone would do, you know? And it's, 
and I think a lot of them feel that way. Mm -hmm. You know, they were there, they were serving, they were fighting. They They didn't do it for the, yeah, it wasn't about notoriety. It wasn't about being recognized. It was, they were simply trying to survive and help others survive. So, um, you know, I know that's very different. Um, but I do think about there's that kind of, um, you know, back then you didn't talk about that kind yeah, of that stuff. Generation. Yeah, that generation. And I think even when I was younger, you know, when I was younger, I didn't know I had anxiety. Now looking back, I realized that those issues that I struggled with, it was my anxiety. And my mom, like, you know, just dealt with it. My mom has anxiety too, you know, it's like, but you just didn't, you just lived with it. You got through, you got past it. And I think just because it wasn't a big thing that everyone talked about, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so I don't want to, when you say like, I have a callous heart, I don't think that that's necessarily it. I think that a part of it is you've also gone through some stuff and you're not going to let it stop you from doing what you want to do and from achieving your goals. You know, you're not going to be the victim and you're not going to let it hold you back. Right. But I am aware, fully aware, especially now as an adult, that not everybody is going to deal with it. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, but I, I, I bring it up about me feeling that way because I, I didn't think about later on in life, having to deal with that within my own home. Right. Ever. Yeah. You know, like it's easier to say, like, I just, you know, I, it's hard for me to connect because I don't mm-hmm. understand what they're really going through right. because I just am the kind of like, this is my personality. So it's not their personality, whatever. But when you deal with it within your own home, yeah, it's like, whoa. Right. Okay. Yeah. So now I have to re rethink I have to retrain my brain to think a completely different way because although I'm not wired to feel that emotional feeling that someone else is feeling Mm -hmm. as far as like the sadness, depression, anxiety, anxiety, you know, Mm -hmm. confusion, you know, that lost feeling. Right. I maybe didn't, I, and I, and I shared that there was a time where maybe I had some of that and it's like, somehow I got over it and I just, I never went back to that. And I'm grateful for that, but that's not everybody. And I, and to deal with it later on as an adult was really difficult because. Oh, I, I can only imagine. My, my brain wasn't wired that way for 36 years, you know, it's like, yeah, I've I've never been wired to think that way. Right. It's like telling you, okay, now you're only going to skate because these people skate. So now you have to skate, right? You don't walk anywhere anymore. Now you have to skate, but you've never skated before. (laughs) I mean, different, but kind of the same idea. Um, you know, I, (laughs) I don't want to say I luckily, (laughs) But, you know, Hayden has anxiety and um, I, I, with it yourself, yes, you could, I can understand him and I get it, but I do have to tell Jason just like, okay, just stop. Like you, 
you can't. And Jason doesn't, he doesn't get it. You know, he's like, well, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, you don't understand because it, it has nothing to do with, you know, while I just want to think this way, it's that I can't stop thinking this way, right. you know? And so he doesn't get it. And I try to tell him sometimes, like, sometimes he thinks he's funny joking around with me. And I'm like, that's not funny to me though, because yeah. you say this and now this is where I go. And he, but he doesn't get it because he would never go there, right. you know? And so it's like, um, it's easy for me to understand Hayden. Um, but with Jason, it's not because yeah. he, he's just not that kind of person. So, so we're going to take a break when we get back. I want to talk about, um, I want to talk first about our own, our own mental health, because I think mm -hmm. it goes into, we've, we've had to deal with it with our children. Right. And, um, and how that's affected them probably and yeah. how it's affected our relationship and parenting them because we both have very different stories in it. And I know, <laughs> I know it's crazy. Okay. We'll be, we'll be right back. Hey guys, we're back. We are back and ready to spill the beans. I know. And talk about, I feel like it's, it's a serious topic, but it's like, it's, it's just, it is more common than I think people. Yeah. Really. Recognize kind of, yeah, or yeah. are aware. I don't know. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I, again, I mean, I think it's so much more um out there than yeah. it was in the past yeah, definitely. um i mean i i wasn't diagnosed with anxiety until i was 21 years old or so um looking back i know i had anxiety like <laughs> i mean I used to cry almost every day in kindergarten and they would pull my sister out of class and have her come to be with me, to calm me down. Like, um, I remember not being able to stay the night anywhere because I would just get so freaking anxious and I would have to have, like, I would have my mom come and get me. Um, my grandma is, that would be the only place that I could ever stay the night. And even sometimes then I would still like, I just figured I was homesick, but you know, like, um, something, <laughs> I don't know what it is with my anxiety, but I am always certain something's going to happen. Like, and I was always like, I just assumed if I wasn't there, my mom might die. Um, I don't know. That's oh, where geez. I know you're looking at me like, Oh wow. But that's where, that's where my thoughts would go. Like something's going to happen to her. At least if I'm there, like 
for some reason, I felt like if I was there, it was okay. But if I wasn't, then something was going to happen and I wouldn't have been there. Um, And I mean, I still like, I, I mean, earlier, wait, no, last week, like I was saying about Jason and oh yeah, and driving in the car. <laughs> well, no, yes. the plane. Oh, the plane, the plane, the plane. But right. that's where, like, that's where my head goes. And you guys are all like, "Don't say that," and I'm like, "But that's really what I think. That's what I think about." Yeah. And I don't know. I and I've always been that way. I just didn't know there was that it made me different, I guess. And I think I come from a background, I'll say background, because I don't know if it's generational, because I'm not the same generation as my parents, so I can't really say that. (laughs) Um, But I come from a background of like, it just is what it is. Yeah. And there's no name for it. And that's Mm -hmm. also old school. And that I think is also very like, It's old school. It could be, you could say it's cultural. You could say it's, you know, you can say it's generational. You can say whatever, but it's like this old school of like, why do you have to have a name for everything? Mm -hmm. And and I will tell you that for me, I think my, my journey with mental health was, um, I used to be like, okay, yeah, someone has anxiety. Oh, great. Well, I'm sure I have anxiety, but you don't hear me calling it out. Yeah. Or even like, um, and I had a very hard time. I think I had a little bit of postpartum after I had Gigi Uh and after I had Danny. But I was so like, okay. Like everyone, whatever, whatever, everyone wants to give everything, everything a name Mm -hmm. and into it, to a sense, I still do believe that like everyone has to, Oh, I agree. Everyone has to like label a this or a that or a whatever. And in all reality is, you know what, whatever you want to call it or not call it, Mm -hmm. it's just shit that we all have to deal with at some point. Right. You know, so it doesn't matter. I could sit here and say, I had postpartum or I had whatever to me, it didn't, it, I wasn't, I guess, and and probably because I was very lucky enough to where I didn't have it to an extreme Mm -hmm. and in any of my cases, any of my things that I feel like as I look back now, when I say I may have had a little bit of that, right. I may have had a little bit of anxiety. (laughs) I still may do. I may have a little bit of OCD. I may have a little bit of... Oh, I think you for sure have OCD. I See, but I'm like, I guess it's just, I just feel like I'm like, ah, I can deal with it. It's It's just you. It's just who you are. Yeah. Yeah. It's just who it is. You know, what it is and, and who I am and all of those things. Yeah. But I will say this. I look back about my postpartum because I think that's where it kind of started for me to realize like... Okay, for the first time, I think I kind of get it. Uh-huh. And I wasn't like extreme postpartum where I didn't, um, I, I bonded with my children. Mm-hmm. I, I had that. I was yeah. lucky enough to feel um, like I wanted to connect with them. Yeah. And I was, I was, we were good that way. But um, I think that it was hard for me to, I think. I think that when you have children in your 
20s, it's different than when you have children in your 30s and later on in life. And I'll say even 40s. Um, because I think that I can see where people get more of the postpartum even later in life because mm-hmm. you're so, so set in your ways. Set in your ways. Yeah. Your routine. Yeah. And your entire world changes. Yeah. And although you know it's going to change. You're mm-hmm. fully aware it's going to change. Yeah. Everyone has told you it's going to change. You know that you're bringing a life in. No matter how happy you are with it, it's going to change yeah, things. for sure. But the reality sets in, and sometimes it's not easy to always deal with. And right. I think I had a very hard time figuring out how to balance me, my, my older child, mm-hmm. my... My husband, yeah, my home, my job, right, my everything, and it's a lot of pressure, and that right. pressure starts to put. I mean, it can feel like a like a hundred pounds yeah. on your back, yeah, and and on your chest, and I feel like even now I get kind of hot thinking about it because I'm like, <laughs> I remember feeling that, but I didn't realize at the time necessarily what it was, what it was, and then yeah. even like I kind of thought. Maybe this is a little bit. I feel a little sad. Yeah, I'm not so. And I'm. I'm. I want to say I'm not happy because I'm grateful for what I have. So right. I don't want to say I'm not happy. Right. I have my baby and I have my family, but there's something I feel like is missing of me, and it makes me sad. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of my first real like glimpse into. Uh, there's more to this than you think. Like, yeah. You know, you may not want to put a label on yourself, sure. but these things are real. Right. And it's about your feelings and it's about right. how you cope with all of these changes that happen in your life. Right. And, and then having to deal with it as a parent mm-hmm. later, it's yeah. even harder. Right. Yeah. I think, um, one, how you said, you know, there's a name for everything there is, and it is sometimes to the point where you're like, you become like desensitized yes, because there's just so much that it's to the point where it's like, who cares? You know, like just stop, right? right? Like it's just, it's too much. So I get that. And then a part of it too is that, you know, maybe it it didn't used to be anxiety or depression. It just used to be life. Right. Because it is. And I mean, the reality of it is, is that everybody feels some sort of anxiety at some point. It's really how your brain functions and how your brain handles it. Like my neurons are different than the average person. Well, I don't even want to say average because I feel like a lot of people do suffer from anxiety. Yes. But like my, my stuff is different from let's say the standard. Okay. The standard brain, the, the way a standard brain functions, mine is different. So even though you and I have the same situation because my brain just functions differently. 
now that's all I can focus on and I'm stuck on it. And now it becomes like this overwhelming, like that's the only thing that's happening in my life at this point. Whereas, you know, someone who doesn't, they've experienced that feeling. They've had that anxiety. They, you know, have figured out how to deal with it and they move past it. And I just kind of stay with it. And once that one's gone, kind of find a new one, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I do, I mean, for the most part, I don't want to make it sound like, oh my gosh, every day I have anxiety and I'm, you know, having issues here and there, but it, that's not what it is. I do take medication. I've taken medication aside from when I was pregnant and nursing, I've taken medication since I was diagnosed with anxiety, like at 21. Um, and I know a lot of people are like, you know, they're not certain about medications. They don't want to rely on a medication and, into that. and, and that type of stuff. Um, I myself, I, and I don't know if it was because I, you know, I was an early adult when I started taking the medicine. I didn't really think about it. And I just, I felt like I needed something to help me. And I didn't ever think about like, well, getting off the medication down the road now, I did have an issue a few years back and they switched my medications around and it really messed me up. And so um, <laughs> where I'm at in my life right now, I don't want to get off of my medications. It's not something where that's my goal. I know a lot of people, they only want to take it temporarily. They want to be able to manage it, learn to cope in other ways and kind of taper off and no longer need it. Um, I think for me, it gives me more stress thinking, like I feel more anxious thinking about not taking my medication, but it, I also got really messed up when they messed with my medications and I don't feel like I ever got back to where I was before. Like I was really good before. And then they messed with my medications for other reasons And it messed me up. And so I think I just am too worried about something like that happening that I just um, don't. (laughs) I think that, look, I, I think it's hard. I mean, you said you're like, oh, I for sure think you have some OCD. Yeah. And I I think like, I may have a little OCD. I don't really see it as like, I'm, I'm sure I have it. I'm like, oh, maybe. You know, right. But that doesn't, but that's me looking at me. Right. You know? And I mean, there's always degrees. Like I, I also have like a degree of OCD, you know, when I make chalkboards, it's an issue. Like, but is it, yes. And I think where for you, it's not life impacting. Yes. It's, you're not going to be stuck on it. You yes. know, like it's, and that's where it's like, if you can manage your anxiety or your depression or, you know, those types of things without being medicated, I, I think you should most certainly do it. I wouldn't say like, just jump to it. But I also think that that is a huge major. I think that's a huge demographic, not majority. I'll say demographic in, in society today. I think that a a huge part of our demographic can deal with it without all of those things. Mm-hmm. And therefore it makes them hard to see the mm-hmm. others who can't, yeah, who are a little bit yeah. more in need. 
I agree. And, and I say that as one right. who had to realize that. Yeah. That like, P, you don't have it to that degree. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you can mentally put yourself in a different yes. location, in a different spot and get out of that. Mm -hmm. And someone else can't. Right. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. It's what you're able to do versus and what I, others. And look, I say all this. I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. No. We're not experts. Just our it's own just experiences. Our own experience. That is how I feel. And I feel like for me, coming from a very, like, it is what it is. Get yeah. over it. Move forward. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> you know, we all have shit. Yeah. That kind of story. It's like you have to learn to be stronger than the person next to you. Yeah. And fight for what you have. And why are you going to be weak and let someone take this from you? Like that is the the mental strength that yes. I have to pull myself probably out of a lot of situations. Whereas if that doesn't resonate, not everyone's brain operates the right. same way. And um, what I will say about, about that is that it comes in so many different degrees. And I think that mental health and medication are so scary. Mm -hmm. It's almost, it's almost like when we were, I say we were young, but even let's go back to probably our parents being young uh -huh. and nobody wanting to talk about sex. Right. Yes. Right? Yes. It's like a taboo mm -hmm. topic. Hard to deal with. Hard to talk about. Right. Uh, we're going to go ahead and not discuss right. that and act like it doesn't exist. Yeah. And then when shit happens, you're like, oh, fuck. I didn't know I could get pregnant. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that I needed medication because I'm crazy. You know, it's like, yeah, it's really like you don't, how do you deal with it? Because you've never really talked about it. Right. And I don't think that I will say even for me, and I feel like I am a younger generation raising a teenager at this point right, right. now. I don't feel like I was well equipped to deal with it, to educate my child on it right. even. And so I'm having to learn it now because my child really did struggle so much through COVID. And I knew she struggled before a little bit, but it's one of those things that I'm in my mindset and I'm thinking she's like me mm -hmm. or, hey, you're okay. It's right. normal. It's fine. Yeah. Da 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 da. It's life. It's yeah. this. It's that. Except her mind is going a different speed than my mind is going right. with it. And then COVID happens. Everything just falls apart. Mm -hmm. And now I'm dealing with a child who is now having to deal with her own mental health. And mm -hmm. therefore, I'm having to deal with a 15 year old having some issues. Right. And something that I think it's important for you to realize and anyone else that has gone through is going through whatever. Um, 
I am very well aware depression and anxiety are different things. Yes. They do a lot of times coexist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so yes. a lot of times you can, and that is why you can, my anti-anxiety medication is an anti-anxiety antidepressant. So someone who has depression could use things, the medication I take for my anxiety because it really is about the way your brain is functioning, you know, the chemicals that your brain needs. And so um, even though I didn't, and I, I mean, I do think there have been occasions where I was depressed and I have had to deal with those things. It wasn't ever an issue where I felt like um, I need to be medicated for it it's, that's just never been my struggle. I mean, there are occasions, but I feel like it's just points in our lives, right? Like everybody deals with something at some point, whatever. Um, not like whatever, get over it kind of thing, but it, it happens, you know? Um, however, with me dealing with anxiety and I knew I knew pretty early on, I mean, Hayden was diagnosed with anxiety when he was in third grade, um, pretty early on. I know people are diagnosed even earlier, but I mean, I wasn't diagnosed until I was 21. So third grade is really early in, you know, in my opinion. Um, and so I knew he had these issues and, um, you know, we've done, therapy and different types of therapies and things like that. I, even though I am a big advocate for medication because it is something that helps me, it is something that um, I want to try every other Avenue with my child before I go there. Um, But maybe that's partly because I feel like I am dependent on my medication when I'm not on my medication. I, it is a big difference and I really do need it. So if I can help my kid to be able to cope in other ways, I would prefer that. You know, I think, I think it is important that you have those coping skills, which is why I think we're both big big advocates for therapy. Yes. Yes. It's so important. However, when COVID happened, I didn't realize, even though I have my own anxiety, mental health issues, I didn't realize how much it impacted my older son. I, I mean, he has anxiety and I know there's that, but I didn't realize how bad it was. And it wasn't until, and not that we're out of COVID, but it wasn't until life really started getting back to normal that I found out things were so bad. So like for you, you know, you're like, you know, I didn't, you know, I, I'm not, you know, familiar with it and I didn't recognize it. Even being familiar with stuff, I didn't recognize it. And I think it's because it's so easy to, to assume it's other stuff. Yeah. You know, it's easy to assume that it's, you know, my kid is, you know, just being being lazy or being being moody. It's all, it could be all of these other things, right? Yeah. And not realizing, especially when, you know, for us in both of our situations, COVID aside from having to wear a mask and social distance and that kind of thing, it didn't change things for us. We both still worked. 
we both still went about our daily lives. It wasn't something, whereas our kids had these huge changes. And so that's kind of, you know, it's one of those things where not being in that situation, it's not something that we're necessarily recognizing. So I also don't want you to think like, well, gosh, I just like, I'm in it. I'm inadequate. I should have known, you know, that kind of thing, because even being someone with anxiety, I didn't realize the issues that it could have caused. Well, and I think that I feel like I am. I'm so like, okay, these are normal. These are normal. Yes. These are normal feelings, especially teenagers. Ugh, I, I mean, mean, because, because they like go an emotional through... roller coaster yes. already. Normal. Yes, on a normal day. So, yeah. So I think for me, you know, I saw my daughter, and like I said, I think that I've had bits and pieces of things. I think I've gone through. A, I, I think I went through a, a minute in a stage of depression when I was much younger, mm-hmm. feeling very alone. Yeah. Very unworthy right of anything you know and getting over that myself mm-hmm. with god not myself yeah. with god Let's right right but, girl, but yeah you know but you I mean your like, own stuff yes yeah um and then and then dealing with things in life and dealing with you know my first marriage yeah and, and all of that i think that i just felt like okay bad things happen you have to move forward. It right. Doesn't stop. Like, right. Can, you don't I get can, stuck in it. You don't get stuck. If I get stuck, I, I go backwards mm-hmm. and I can't go backwards. I can't. Yeah. So I just keep pushing and I keep pushing and not everyone can keep pushing. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents, even sometimes it's easy to think like, well, and I mean, I catch myself even now. It's like, like, what are you going to do? Like, that's just life. Like, you need to move forward. Yeah, just do it. You just do it. And I don't want, I don't want to cripple her by, by weakening her and saying like, yes. Oh, right. You have this, you mm-hmm. have that. So it's an excuse yeah. to be this way. No. And then never get strong because I want her to find her inner strength. And right. I want her to be stronger and I want her to overcome. But it's that. How do I get her to overcome and be strong, but not be, not come off like I'm being callous to her feelings? Yeah. Because I recognize her feelings and I recognize her shortcomings. And it's not even shortcomings because it's just really what it is. Yeah. It's just the way she deals with it. Right. So you, she's got to overcome it. She's got to overcome it in her own way. And it's probably not going to be as fast. It's probably not going to be as, as, Whatever yeah. I think is the golden way in my right. head, but I got to get her there. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, as parents, I, it's hard. You know, I was telling the boys, nobody get, you know, I had a, a freaking meltdown and this is probably for another podcast, but recently I had a full blown on, like, I felt like the world's worst mom because I'm crying in front of my kids because I was just struggling. And it's because, you know, as a parent, you don't get a handbook. You get a handbook on your car. You get a handbook on your microwave. You get a handbook on every dang thing you have, except these people who rely on you 
that you feel responsible for and you have to make sure they're okay. And it's not easy because there is just life. Life happens and things happen. And, um, you know, and not to mention they're tiny little, they're, they're, they're tiny little humans that grow into bigger humans, but they have pieces of you and pieces of their other parent. Right. And genetically they make this mutant. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you have to like raise right. to be good. Right. And you're like, oh my God, all my things that I had yeah. are getting passed on without yeah. even trying. And I know all the things they had, the other parent is also being like, right. It's like, where's the balance? Sometimes yeah. it's great Ugh. and sometimes it's not great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're right. And I apologize to Hayden all the time. You know, I'm sorry. I understand and I'm sorry. But it is something that I don't ever want him to use it as an excuse. And sometimes yes. I do feel he is using it as an excuse. Yeah. And that is when I have to be a little tougher. And it's hard because you don't really know. You do what you can and you read the situation based on what you're given. But you can never say 100% for sure. But I'm not willing to be... I'm not willing to lay down on every situation because no. my kid has anxiety. No. I'm not going to because I need him to grow into a strong, hardworking, good, kind person. Yes. And he can't get there if I'm enabling him. So as a parent, how do you balance that? Oh, goodness. I mean... I think if that's where I feel like we kind of talked about last week where I feel like, how the fuck do I not fail? I feel like I'm failing every yeah. single day because I'm trying to find the balance of, I'm a, I am a, this is what it is. Right. I am the way I am. This is what we are. Yeah. Too bad. But I'm, I also have a heart, you know, it's like, right. I love you. Yes. With, with everything. Yes. And I need the best. I want the best for you. And I'm doing the best for you that I feel is the best for right. you. But it's that balance of the of both. Yeah. You don't want to raise a weak child. No. Because you need them to be strong. Because this world is ugly. It is. And it'll swallow them up if they're yeah. not strong. Yeah. But you don't want them to be so, so cut off from you. And make them feel like you don't, you don't feel their feelings. Right. Because you do. Yeah. Because yeah. you love them. They're exactly. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. It's a tough one. If you find it, I'd appreciate you letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we'll be back next week to yes. continue our conversation. Because I think mental, physical, emotional, yes. spiritual health, they're all so very important. This is going to be a, a little bit of a... A continuation, a continuation session. Yeah. But <laughs> anyway, thanks, thanks for so stopping much. with us. Segment music by Callie Grace. For more of Callie Grace's hits, follow Callie Grace on iTunes and Spotify today.